Thank you for tuning in to Voice of Islam Jamaica. The following is a recorded program of a live show. Please do not call in, but feel free to send messages on our WhatsApp line at 876-283-9533. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May the peace and blessings of God be unto you. Hello dear listeners, welcome to Voice of Islam. Here at Voice of Islam we seek to educate the general public on issues, concerns and questions they may have about their religion of Islam. I am your host Imam Ibrahim Fosin. Voice of Islam is brought to you by the Ahmadiyya Muslim community in Jamaica and the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is one of the over 70 denominations in Islam. This community believes in the advent of the promised Messiah and the Imam Mahdi, in other words, the reformer of the age in the person of His Holiness Mirza Ghulam Ahmed. The Ahmadiyya Muslim community is spread across over 200 countries and we believe in peaceful coexistence with God's creation and reject any kind of violence against God's creation. The motto for the Ahmadiyya Muslim community has always been love for all and hatred for none. On Voice of Islam today, we join the world dissecting the harm and the challenges posed by the coronavirus disease. It is a serious challenge within the 21st century and as many um, people would put it, it is one of the most catastrophic you know, uh, situations the contemporary world is going through. And as people who believe in God, we believe that everything happens for reason or it could be some sort of, um, you know, an attention being drawn to humanity about the way we treat our environment, the way we treat our creator, the way we treat our fellow human beings. These are things that the current situation has drawn the attention of many people to. Today we shall take a look at the lessons we can learn from this happening and also some of the things we can do, we can adopt to take uh, precautionary measures. Of course, we believe prayer is the head of everything we do. We have to keep praying to God that if what we are going through, if what the world is experiencing is as a result of our own wrongdoing, God forgive us and bring the situation to a better conclusion. In the Holy Quran, chapter number 5, verse 3, Allah the Almighty says, and help one another in righteousness and piety, but help not one another in sin and transgression. And fear Allah, surely Allah is severe in punishment. Yet another place in the Holy Quran, God Almighty says, and when the sentence is passed against them, 
we shall bring forth for them a gem out of the earth which shall speak to them or which shall cause harm to them because people did not believe in the signs of their maker. We have said it here before that we cannot conclusively say that this situation the world is experiencing is as a direct punishment from God. However, we know within ourselves that over the years we have relegated our maker in most of the things we do. Whether we are Muslim countries or Christian countries, we believe that the fundamental settings of our society should be based on God. But as the world advances in science, we tend to move far from our creator. Unfortunately, as it might be, this situation going on in the world has drawn our attention to the need to reflect and also get closer to our maker. During the, the peak and the outbreak of the coronavirus, the Italian prime minister is reported to have said that they have exhausted almost all their might in fighting the, the situation on the ground. Now, their weapon lies from the sky. That is, their weapon lies in prayer. The U.S. president also, when he was declaring that um, U.S. should observe a national day of prayer and fasting, also stated that in times like this, the U.S. as a country has always relied on prayer. There are many things that we can learn from this, and uh, we have invited our Imam Tariq Azim, president and missionary in charge of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, who would join me shortly to discuss some of the you know, issues that has come up um, in connection with the coronavirus. And um, of course, there are many lessons we can learn from. Some of the changes we ourselves have also adopted, either by way of the mosque, changes to the mosque, personal changes, um, what the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is doing. So these are some of the things, uh, questions I would ask um, Imam Tariq Azim, who will take us through in connection with the coronavirus. At this point, let me welcome Imam Tariq Azim. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu and welcome to Voice of Islam. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. May peace and blessings of Allah be upon you and all the listeners. Thank you very much. Imam Tariq, um, without any doubt, this situation, unfortunate as it might be, it has brought us to one reality in life, that human beings, we are always weak. And regardless how we advance in science, we advance in any kind of you know, pursuit in life we engage in, still, the maker of the universe who knows the hidden secrets of what he created is our, is our maker, the almighty God. And for that matter, in almost every step we take, we should not forget him. Could you give us a gist of what is going on in your own short words before we start the whole? Thank you for the opportunity, but I think you mentioned it very nicely already. 
uh, what you know or how the virus has impacted the world and it has made us realize that how humble and weak we are um, I often um, you know think about it in this perspective we as humans think of ourselves as extremely powerful mighty once you know the kind of creation that has come from God Almighty and it's here to stay forever for example you know that this is a type of mindset we live with sure we should keep in mind that many millions of years before us before humans came to this earth dinosaurs for example existed here for more than 65 million years and humans have not even existed for 1 million years yet so i mean it 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 should show us that we should not think of ourselves as in invincible we should not think of ourselves as so smart and genius that we will be here forever there is so many things that we are doing wrong in the world today due to which we are facing the problems that we are facing today climate change is there for example right the damage that we are causing to our world and here we are just one little virus one small uh, you know thing can bring a whole humanity to stand still meaning like now we have to stay indoors and do all these measures and right now if you look at it if you ask any leader of the world any health uh, you know worker or any uh, professional uh, who's basically working to sure. contain the virus ask them that what what are their projections they will not be able to tell you anything in terms of when it's going to end when it's going to end and what is going to be the aftermath you know there is the uh, recession that they keep talking about the unemployment that it has led to the um, generally the health crisis that it is causing at the moment and going forward what it will cause and you know there's many other problems so um, as you mentioned at the beginning that it humbles us it makes us realize that we're weak we don't have uh, we're not invincible and whenever uh, or if we don't turn to God Almighty if God decides to uh, to end the way end the life as we know it it could be done in you know in 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 matter of a few weeks or months you know or even quicker than that so we are extremely helpless in in uh, in times like this and this is what it makes us realize that we must turn to god and pray for, to him for mercy thank you very much earlier today i was in discussion with somebody and i said that um, the way we entered the year 2020 it shows that we ourselves were not prepared for peace. Um, usually when the new year comes, almost it is a general concept everywhere that even the people who are not um, frequent in churches, they do attend church service on the 31st, um, you know, December night. And they, some of them, majority of them try to usher into the new year with prayer and other things. But in 2020, on the 3rd of January, just three days in 2020, the U.S. Um, you know, killed the um, Iranian uh, General uh, Qasim Soleimani, which was some situation that almost everybody thought was going to you know, um, put us into a world war. And then as a kind of being proactive or trying to defend themselves, the Iranians shot down a passenger uh, jet, passenger plane, which killed almost 150 or 170, you know, people. One thing I think we should also know as humanity is that every single life we take, there's a consequence for it. 
particularly when the life, those individuals are innocent, there's a consequence to it. So if we started the year on this wrong footing, how, I mean, can we blame God on some of the things that, that happen as, 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 as humanity? I think just before our program today, when we were having our discussion, sure. uh, we were looking at the countries that have been hit the worst so far by sure. this virus, coronavirus. And uh, we were looking at the countries, and these were some of the most powerful countries in the world. The top such 10, at least, the top 10 yeah. countries. Such as USA, the Spain, UK, Spain. Italy, Germany, France, China, and, exactly. and, and so on. So, I mean, these countries... Uh, we know them in the world. I mean, if we if we put the virus aside, we know we know them as some of the wealthiest and the po most powerful countries in the world. The countries that are you know are known for their uh, financial stability more than other developing nations. They're known for their health infrastructure, many other ways. I mean, they're they're far superior to other developing nations, yet they are facing the worst crisis out there, and the panic that is created in the society is worst in these countries that you know that we just listed here so it goes to show i think that um the you know the more you rely on wealth the more you rely on technology when i say rely i mean putting your trust in okay. them that these things are what is going to save you not god almighty or prayers or anything like that when you put your trust entirely in things other than god then one day or another that trust is going to be broken. That trust is going to be damaged because God, you know, uh, is going to show his power and, uh, and his might. Earlier this year, I think on the f in the first week of January, we had an episode. And the episode was about world war and the threats um, therein. And during this episode that we did, we spoke extensively about how the world was at the brink of a world war. This is almost like three months down the line. The situation we are going through now um, with regards to the coronavirus is not something that we can clearly proclaim it to be a world war. However, almost every country, they claim they are fighting a war. And if it is a war, it is a war which every country is fighting. So in other words, it could be termed as, as, as a world war that the world is fighting as you stated, I think, last week or one episode, the only difference is that the enemy is a common enemy, that everybody is fighting the same enemy. But then we gave some kind of um, measures that individuals could take to also protect themselves should it happen. Although the situation is not exchange of weapons as would have been, but then some of the applications, some of the, 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 the guidelines we give can well be applied to the situation we are going through. And I believe I would urge, um, you know, listeners to visit Voice of Islam Jamaica um, website and they would be able to um, take some lessons from that episode in terms of some of the uh, guidelines we give how to prepare ourselves for that um, eventuality. But then now let's, let's look at the, the effect of this. Of course, religious communities are also being affected. Um, the way we worship has been um, tempered with, so to say. Um, in most countries now, even without the health experts telling us, we understand that there's a need for social distancing. And in certain ways of worshiping, 
social distancing cannot be applied. So let's, let, let me ask you, what are some of the changes the mosque has made in terms of prayer and other factors to also help that we, 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 we help in contributing positively to the society? Uh, yes, of course, we have had to make several changes considering the virus and uh, its implications. Uh, first thing that, uh, you know, we uh, as Ahmadiyya Muslim community abide by all the rules and laws put in by the government, the local government, wherever we are, our members of our community, we always follow the local laws. So keeping those in mind as well as the uh, advice given by health authorities, uh, we started practicing social distancing uh, quite early in March in compared to some of the other uh, religious organizations or other even, uh, you know, businesses, etc. Uh, currently, we are not offering any congregational prayers at the mosque. In Islam, we have been told that we have to pray five times a day. So our prayers are offered five times a day. But um, it is also possible that one can just simply pray at home. Sure. Especially if one lives at a distance from the mosque, they are told that they should pray at home. So, but in this case, because of the virus and uh, the, you know, the possibility of it spreading through congregational prayers, we uh, advised members to offer prayers at home. And currently, we are not having any congregational prayer at the mosque. Um, beside that, I mean, again, one of our main religious days is Friday prayers. Sure. So Friday prayers have also been impacted. We are not offering prayers in congregation. We have advised families that if they have two, three, or four members at the house, um, that they can offer together within, you know, within the confines of their homes. So that is another uh, change we have made. However, I think it is very necessary that we maintain um, our contact with the members and stay in touch with them. Because, you know, um, as a religious community, we believe that uh, going to a mosque or being in the company of other religious people, we benefit a lot spiritually. Sure. So if we at least maintain our contact via phone or some other way, then uh, our own spiritual reformation continues to take place. That does not stop. So that is why it is important that we maintain contact and we try to do so as much as possible these days. And uh, we are also working on starting some online classes at the moment uh, that can help our members even during this crisis where we cannot be with each other um, you know, within the same room or within the same hall. That is... Um about the, the mosque and the changes. Um, in terms of personal changes um, in our daily routines, what, what um, are some of the things you can, you can share? Yeah, yeah there, there is a lot of difference in that. I mean, for example, uh, because of practicing social distancing and self-isolation, uh, I myself have gone out very little in past three weeks. And, uh, I mean, that's what the government has been encouraging, that do not go out unnecessarily. So we have tried, I have personally tried in my family that we limit that. So we don't go out much. Uh, and even if there is a need, for example, to buy some groceries or something, I try to go out myself and bring whatever is needed. And on, again, unlike, unlike previously where you, would, you, you might have taken the whole yeah, family. Exactly, exactly. You, you take your whole family sometimes and you, you, you do your grocery by taking, it, uh, by taking the necessary time that is needed. Uh, but at the moment, because of the, because of the virus, it is best that least people go out. And uh, 
you know, they spend l as less time outside as possible. And then once they come home, they take the necessary measures to make sure that they do not uh, cause anyone else to get sick at the house. If, for example, they might have brought the virus with them, you know, sometimes it can be that somebody sneezed or um, that, you know, our clothes could have gotten infected. Sure, sure. It's not that we have gotten infected, but our clothes are something that we touched. So if we wash up, even if we had the bacteria or the virus upon us, we, we you know, we can uh, prevent that. So this is another example. Um, there's a lot more time than before because there's a, le a lot less uh, community or religious congregational activities. For that reason, there's a lot more time that I've been able to spend with the family, help out with the, with more chores that I was able to do before. So these are just certain changes. Uh, another thing, I've had a lot more time to read personally, yeah, yeah. which I was not able to do as much before. If I was reading maybe 100 pages before uh, of you know the particular book of the founder of the community, uh, of Ahmadiyya Muslim community that I try to read regularly, I have been trying to read you know maybe three, four hundred a month now, or aiming for that. So, or even more from, uh, perhaps. So these are certain changes that, that um, I have made personally, and I'm sure, uh, sure some of these sure. might be very similar for you also. Sure. sure. So um, these are the personal ch I mean, changes. Of course, um, I believe in, in our previous episode, we, we hinted it was not a whole discussion, but then we gave some indication that when people go out, even the things they... Um, take out, if possible, they should limit the thing they take out. For instance, uh, you might notice that I'm not wearing a watch. Uh, usually, I would have watch on, but then the the situation of once you pass through the public, maybe you get exposed to certain things. It's not everything that you can sanitize. Sometimes you might even forget some of the things you sent out, which might also contain some foreign materials into the house. If you went to the grocery shop and you got some um, fruits, some um, you know, produce from the, the shopping mall or whatever. What are some of the personal things that people could take once they bring those things in? Because you might wash your hand completely. You might maybe take your shirt, the outer coat, and wash it or put it in hot water or whatever. But then those things that we brought in, we shouldn't forget that if it was a can of milk you picked, somebody might have touched it about 10 times in the day that they did not buy, and you went and you, you bought it. What are some of the personal, you know, um, um, steps people should be take when they bring things inside? Yes, absolutely. Um, there is ty different types of things that we buy. Uh, I was reading online in one place. It mentioned that if you're buying things, for example, in boxes, cans, uh, those things that you don't need to use immediately, put them aside in a place where you're not going to touch them. Sure. All those things, for example, you bought uh, your groceries today for next one week or two weeks, whatever. Um, you put away 80-85% of the things which you don't need and only take those that you need. So you, once you take those things that you need immediately for today or tomorrow or the next one or two days, then you wash those. You know, for example, if it's a can that you're about to use, make sure you, you know, you, you disinfect it or anything like that. And similarly, with all the vegetables, you're going to wash anyways. But those things that you put aside, after two or three days, they're ready, they're good to be used or sure. touched anyways. Sure. Because if there were any bacteria on it that could, uh, you know, bring the virus to the house, coronavirus, they would have died by then. So that is, you know, one of the main precautions that you can take. 
besides that whatever you're bringing fresh vegetables fresh fruits make sure that you wash them regardless of the situation regardless sure. there is a virus or there yeah, isn't no virus, yeah. you should wash them right those things that you're going to cook yes you should wash them but keep in mind that once you cook them the cooking the fire the heat it's going to burn off all sure. uh, all of the bacteria unnecessary and harmful bacteria anyway so you don't have to worry about that but the things that you're going to eat um, especially raw for example fruits apples or any other thing make sure that you bring them home wash them and then store them in the fridge storing things in the fridge directly is also not necessarily a good idea sure. because uh, uh, it is as we know that the coolness or the cold does not necessarily kill the bacteria it, it, it helps them to 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 i mean it might not uh, you know grow but it will not die uh, off sure. right uh, uh, so that is another so thing another thing we can do if somebody you know is not able to do that then they should at least limit the use of phone outside of their home or office wherever they are that also decreases the risk of it but otherwise i mean these days uh, it is very difficult to keep our phones safe while we're touching other things and you know we are going to grab our phone at some point so what if god forbid we have picked up something a harmful virus from some place it will come onto our phone and even if we don't uh, even if we go and wash our f hands later it could still uh, be there for the next one or two days and we could still infect ourselves or somebody else um ahmadiyya muslim community uh, basically not just now in every type of crisis every type of situation we try to help humanity as best as we can um our resources are limited we try to you know we we don't uh, get any funding from any government or anyone like that uh, our members contribute and with their contributions while carrying out the necessary you know internal work we also look out for people who might need some help so even here in jamaica with our limited resources we have tried and uh, provided what we could to our those members who are in dire need we whom we know that need help to to you know uh, because of the virus they're not able to go to work or uh, the work that they used to do has been impacted in a way that they're not uh, they don't have enough funds with them to buy necessary grocery items so we tried that at least some thing that we could provide them we we have done and if uh, it is possible for us we will do it again also and we're also looking into helping ex uh, you know outside our community as well that who might be uh, in dire need and we we know that you know their situation is such that they have nothing to survive on uh, we we will try our best to help those but again as i mentioned that our resources are limited and we try to do as best as we can within those resources besides our uh, island our country jamaica in other countries across the globe our community is um, doing various campaigns to help people you know who are at risk from the virus for example i have seen canada and the us uh, and uh, the uk as well and also in germany these are some of the you know large chapters of our community uh, tens of thousands of ahmadi muslim reside in each of those countries and uh, the youth of our community in those country countries that i mentioned they started this campaign that where they um, have said that you know any elder or any other person who uh, who might be at risk uh, of catching the virus and it uh, having serious implications from it should call them and they will bring groceries or shopping uh, any other necessary items or 
prescriptions for them, refilling prescriptions for them. They will do all that they can to help them. They have advertised on social media uh, as well as, you know, several news channels gave coverage to them so that anybody who wants to reach out to them c could reach out to them. And this way they're trying to help the local communities and especially those elderly populations in their countries uh, who are uh, who should not be going out so they basically just take the phone call and uh, when they listen they take the order and try to bring the materials or the whatever is required by that elderly person and then you know they make the payment for whatever the, those elderly people make the payment or give them the money uh, for whatever they have bought for them and uh, similarly refilling prescriptions so the people don't have to go out to pharmacies uh, they you know the Ahmadi youth goes out and refills the prescription for them and brings it back for them that's another way of helping them and another thing is in quarantine people are staying at home some people uh, in quarantine uh, that live with families uh, for them it might not be so tough but people there are people who live alone and being in isolation for long periods can be very challenging so th these youths they have uh, you know the Hamdiya youth they have started in their it is part of their campaign that if someone just needs someone to talk to to say a few things to ask or to talk about anything feel free to call so this is another you know humanitarian effort in this time uh, where this isolation and quarantine can lead to psychological issues this itself is a humanitarian effort that you are sparing your time the Ahmadi Muslims they're sparing their time to help uh, these people who are living in isolation so there is many many other things that the community is doing all over uh, the world there is many other countries in the Caribbean just like us that are carrying out uh, I'm talking particularly about Ahmadiyya Muslim community that are carrying out different humanitarian efforts and perhaps it might even be a good idea to invite uh, maybe uh, one or two other uh, you know our fellow missionaries from another country on our radio program via phone call and uh, they can share what they're doing in their countries. Thank you very much um, Imam Tariq. You know the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is one such a community that of course in the whole Muslim community, the Ahmadiyya Muslim community is the only one with um, the divinely, as we, we claim, divinely um, appointed leadership, um, the, the Khalifa of, 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 of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community. And the members keep in touch with him almost every now and then, taking guidance from him. It's a, it's a very strong bond, basically, that members have with the Khalifa. In times like this, how is the community managing such you know situation because of of course social distancing and other other factors in in place yes uh, in Ahmadiyya Muslim community our heart of our community is basically our Khalifa our spiritual leader uh, we turn to him for guidance at all times may it be religious may it be social or any other types of matters sure so um, you know in this time also I mean it, it, it would be uh, it is natural that we look towards him for uh, every type of guidance and uh, this uh, you know this relationship with this connection has not been severed in any way uh, because of thankful we are grateful that uh, you know technology allows us to stay in touch sure, even in sure. these times uh, our Khalifa has been practicing this you know uh, the instructions given by the government of social distancing and whatnot he resides in the UK so whatever the government uh, laws are there uh, he tries and he always follows them and he instructs and guides people across the world that wherever whichever country you're living in you should follow the laws of that country so following those laws i mean uh, last uh, last week for example not sure. the recent friday the one before 
he did not uh, lead uh, the congregational prayer at the mosque as he usually does and he gave a message of guidance and hope to the members of the community from his office via live transmission and this past Friday just two days ago he again delivered a Friday sermon but again this was delivered only to a handful of people uh, maintaining the, the the laws of the you know the country so that sermon was uh, aired via you know our our TV channel that is MTA. Muslim Television Ahmadiyya MTA and again so I mean he is maintaining uh, contact with the Jamaat and he keeps on advising us that what we should do and how we should behave uh, in these times and again he's also uh, giving us our spiritual guidance as usual so there has been no uh, effect uh, or negative uh, you know uh, basically effect in that manner and he's been carrying to he's carrying on to do what he uh, does regularly but one thing I would like to mention here is that we always see that our our spiritual guide, our spiritual leader, uh, we see him that whatever he commands us, whatever he guides us with, he instructs us to do, he follows that himself also. And the reason I mention that is because just you know, past couple of days ago, we saw that the president of the United States mentioned that. You know, it is advisable that people <laughs> should cover their faces, should they, cover they should masks. Mask, yeah. They should wear masks when in public. And when he was asked that if he is going to do it or not, he simply uh, say, said that, no, he doesn't need to do it or he doesn't want to do it or it doesn't look appropriate for him to do it. So, I mean, this, this, this is uh, what the worldly leaders are like. And then we are very grateful that God has given our community a divine leader who uh, instructs us, tells us what to do, but leads by example at the same time. And I think um, I think one clarification that um, we might have to draw is that um, the restriction on prayers does not include family, people yes. of a, a, I mean a common family household like um, a person, their children, grandchildren, where they live in one household, they can um, you know of course say the congregational prayer of course in daily basis they are. Uh, together, so I think that is on the concept why um, our spiritual leader could, of course, lead prayers exactly, um, with yes. members of his family only. Yes. And since the mosque is also in the in the in the residence where he lives, yes. that 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 could be the uh, the clarification. Let's look at quarantine and as people will say, quarantine or quarantine. The challenges, of course, it poses many challenges. What are some of the positives we can we can relate from from you know? this situation see this is not by choice right this is uh, what we have to do but whenever we do something we ha we try to find uh, the positives of it so i found that there is actually quite uh, some positives we you know once in a while practicing self-isolation can be beneficial sure and in this case if we if we use this time right we can see some positives in here too like when I look at my own example, I mean, I think that during this time I've been able to spend more time with my family than I usually have, have been in the past. So this quality family time allows our, you know, husband and wife and children to grow together, grow better together. We understand each other better. Sure. And that is important, not for the time of quarantine alone, but for the time going forward. There was a, uh, a meme or a joke I saw online. Um, a man was writing that uh, 
in quarantine i had to spend so, so far two weeks with my wife and i found out that she works in so and so place and uh, she likes this and this drink and this and this fruit she seems like quite an interesting person <laughs> so it was hinting at the fact that the way people have gotten to know one another during quarantine sure. people did not know one another as well as good before, before. Sure. so this is one thing that we can try and do that try to have you know instead of just spending all day on the phone or watching tv or something spend some time with your family play some i don't know maybe some kind of games or different things have different activities with your family you we have to stay indoors so we have to be we have to get creative and think what we can do and it will help you in the long run in understanding each other better another thing for example uh, many of us we um, you know basically neglect exercising we put it off saying that we are too busy or we are too tired or one or another reason keeps coming up i think this is also a good time that we have all the time in the world and uh, we should do more exercising than we did sure, before sure. if we did once in a month before then we should be doing at least two three times a sure. week now because there is no reason to to be not doing it at all so that is one thing and it's, i think it's become it has become even more important than before because we are uh, you know confined to smaller spaces now we're walking much lesser we're going to places much lesser so therefore it means that we should be doing as much as we can within our own houses it might even be 10 push-ups or sure, 20 push-ups sure. that we can do inside the house it doesn't have to be that i have to go for a run or a jog or something or i need a full big gym or something that where i have to work out no we can work out even in the smallest in the tiniest of the spaces we can we can do something using our own body weight and and you know um, maintain our uh, our physical health as well another thing that uh, we can do that i have again i've done myself too there is many hobbies or desires that we have that we want to do but we haven't been able to do for whatever reason in the sure. past so i think this is a good time that we take up the opportunity and indulge ourselves in those activities for example if someone enjoys gardening and have has not been able to spend time in his garden to make sure. anything i think this is a good and time and i think i think this time is also a very good time for backyard gardening Exactly. Seriously. It yeah. is, yeah. So that is another thing that we can, you know, put our mind towards it will put us at ease because he uh, as I mentioned earlier as well that quarantine has psychological effects as well. Sure. Right? When you live in isolation for a long period of time, it it has some very it can have very serious impact on even, your mind for long than, time. Even than than the disease itself. Exactly. Sure. So keeping that in mind, uh, we should take up some hobby and busy ourselves in that free time that we have. Otherwise, uh, it could, as you mentioned, have more serious impact even than the uh, than the virus itself. I mean, there, there's actually projections that after this whole uh, situation is done, um, the you know people will be contacting uh, psychiatrists and other kind of sure, doctors sure. much more rather i mean i was hearing on bbc i think a couple of days ago there was a news that uh, there has been a rise in scams of fake psychiatrists that help uh, you know that offer help online sure. and they charge hefty prices for that so i mean this is another um, thing that if we take up this time and try to do something that will be very good for example someone enjoys drawing or other you know work with you know crafty work or something this will be a good time to take up that hobby and work and develop on it um another thing that i would like to mention self isolation has been practiced by prophets and saints and righteous people throughout the history 
One of the newspapers of our community, Al Hakam, it comes out weekly, published a very nice article sure. on this topic, talking about how the Holy Prophet of Islam, so Prophet Islam. Muhammad, peace be upon him, he, uh, you know, would go to the cave. This is even before he was appointed as a prophet. He would go there and worship God in seclusion for days sometimes. He would come back, gather some food, do some necessary chores, and then again, whenever he could find time, he would go back. And not just Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. We look at Prophet Moses, peace be upon him. He went to the mountain in, to worship God in sure. seclusion. We look at Prophet Jesus, Jesus, peace be upon him. He took to the 40 days to the jungle to, to worship God Almighty. So seclusion, if we... Uh, you know, if we truly uh, benefit, if we truly look towards that, what we can do, religious and spiritual benefit is one great benefit that we can derive from it, that we take this time to worship God, pray to God, and spend this time for our spiritual development. Muslims, as a matter of fact, even till this day, every year in the month of fasting, that is the month of Ramadan, and in that uh, month, the Muslims... Uh, many Muslims, not all the Muslims, those who are fit and healthy and have the time to spare, they take 10 days off, last 10 days, and they spend it in seclusion, even away from their families, most like, mostly in mosques. Sure. And they live there and they remember God and worship God and try to, you know, uh, in, in general terms, you can say meditate or offer prayers and uh, other things like that. So this is something that we can use quarantine to our benefit, that spend this time as much as possible in spiritual development as well, while we're trying to keep ourselves busy in other things. And as I always say, uh, thank you very much. As I always say, in every bad situation, I would try to take some positive, you know, um, advantage of it. And I believe we can collectively take some uh, positive lessons from it. Um, we might be running out of time, but uh, let's look at patriotism. Uh, every citizen of a country has some obligation and responsibility to the well-being of the country and the society that they live in. Of course, in Islam, there is um, this hadith which says that um, um, love of one's country is part of it. That is a teaching given to us by the Prophet Muhammad In times like this, if a government makes appeal by way of law that people should stay indoors, if curfews are imposed, of course it might come with its own challenges. We know we might have to sacrifice. But then we see some individuals who deliberately will not be doing anything on the street, yet they will go out just trying to show that we want to violate these, these principles. What, what, what does Islam say about that? I mean, is that a sign of being a good and a patriotic citizen? As you mentioned, the saying of the Holy Prophet Muhammad, Sarah, peace Sarah. and blessings of God be upon him, love of one's country is part of the faith. So whichever country we reside in, we have to be loyal and uh, show love towards that country, have love for that country. Me and you and you know our members here in Jamaica, we reside here. So we, number one, follow all the laws and the rules put forth by our government. And we truly love our country and we try to make our country a better place. This is what it should be. So whatever the government says, we should try and obey as much as possible, right? In this case, if the government is asking us to stay indoors so that the virus doesn't spread, 
I think this is one of the easiest requests that they are making sure. actually. When you think about the soldiers that defend the country, that protect the country against intruders or any uh, other um, you know, armies, they put their lives at risk to do that. This is nothing compared to that. Right now, the doctors and the nurses and other medical they staff are risking, that are that risking their lives. They're risking their lives to save the lives of other people in the country. They're doing far greater sacrifice than us. All we are being asked right now is don't go outside unnecessarily or just to see a friend or something like that. Stay indoors. Unless you're an essential worker, stay indoors, stay at home, don't go outside. This is what the government is asking us to do. So it becomes very necessary that we try and follow that instruction because this is the teaching of Islam that you follow the directions given to you by Ulil Amr. That's the word. The ones Those that are in authority. authority above you. So, I mean, we here in, in Jamaica, we've been hearing, uh, we heard one news that one person made a video which went viral sure. in which he refused to follow the curfew and he was later uh, arrested for that. I mean, such things should not be happening. Then there is, we've been hearing the prime minister talking about one particular um, you know people who came into the country between march 18 and 18 i think and 23 march 23rd and there's a, a lot of them and you know the the government is trying to trace they said, them they said about is it about 4000 people exactly it's in thousands that they're looking to and and the prime minister has said that they are actually a real threat to the country because if some of those are infected not all of them, even if uh, 10 of them were infected, it is very possible that if they're not isolated, they could spread the virus to thousands of or hundreds of thousands of people in the country. So it's a very serious thing. Those people who they are, they know they should, you know, uh, report to the authorities. And right now, I mean, the government has to impose serious uh, fines and other things for that reason so that those people come in. If they're not, if they don't come in voluntarily and they have to be brought in, there will be consequences. So in these kind of cases, our government, our, and, uh, you know, we as Muslim citizens, we believe that uh, our religion teaches us that we should help the authorities uh, and whatever they're asking, whatever uh, laws or rules that they're putting in, we should follow them and abide by them. And in this case, this will help us protect ourselves as a whole country, not just individually, but as a whole country, we'll be saving ourselves. To give a gist, an idea of how we Muslims respect the, the rules and the laws of the land, we are in here, we are, we are in a, I should say, like in a private studio. Mm. However, we have yes. observed, I mean, so, some, some level of distance mm. as against what we would normally do sitting in that kind of close proximity. Nobody is here looking at us, mm. but then we feel that as requirement and also for the general well-being of ourselves and also for the society, it is good to adopt such practices. And the, the Prime Minister and the Minister of Health, they don't enjoy the, the fun of being in front of the cameras coming to address us. They do it with pain. And at least, if for nothing at all, they are also, um, as almost like everybody is resting, they are almost on the in meeting. Sometimes they come to address us late. They are not doing it for the fun of it. They are also going through sacrifices. And I believe, as people who believe in God, and also believe that um, we have a country to call our own. Of course, this is the only country we can live in without even a passport. No other country in the world will permit us. So, if there is some kind of sacrifice we have to make as citizens for the country, I believe 
it is worth it and we don't have to deliberately you know um violate those those rules we are coming to the end of the program and i would ask you to share your last thoughts yes i actually have a few articles in front of me that i was looking at earlier sure and uh, i just wanted to share those with our listeners one of them is uh, from independent it is a uk newspaper but this is an international news has been published in many of the papers the headline says that germany and france accuse us of taking face masks as international tensions rise and then there is another article this is from uh, basically covering Canadian news, it says Trudeau, that is the Prime Minister of Canada, yeah. warns U.S. against denying exports of medical supplies to Canada. These two news from developed countries, well-established and financially strong countries, you know, they, they um, are basically uh, kind of cause an alarm that what is going on in the world. What is happening here, if, you, if, you, if you've heard these news sure, already, yeah, yeah, then you'd uh, yeah. be aware that their face masks that are produced in different countries, these developed countries such as Canada, Germany and France placed orders for them. The, Can the Canadian order is from US. Last so night when ordered. I was watching the news, I was, I was just you know, amazed and embarrassed, to be to, so yeah, to say. So Canada ordered these masks from the US, maybe long time before or maybe in the midst of this crisis. And they had agreed to make that delivery to them. So this country is relying on that delivery to come. And now, because of U.S., because it's own war against coronavirus, they say that you'd, we're not going to ship it out to any other country because we have to save our people first. All right. Oh, the, again, this is going against all the trade agreements that exist already. Somebody, I was listening to uh, the, the press conference of the Prime Minister of Canada. Somebody asked him that, did you, did you raise this concern to the, to, the, uh, uh, to the U.S. officials that the paper that they use to make these masks, majority of the, that paper comes from one of the provinces of Canada, that is British Columbia. So if you're going to not sh you know, give us our things, then we, you know, it, will, uh, it will have a, a very serious impact on all the trade agreements that we have. Then the one that from Germany and France, it is even more alarming. Germany had placed some order for these masks and they were coming via Thailand. And the order was stopped because of some issues with the US. And then France had placed some, an order in, uh, for the masks that were being produced in China. And US outbid them to buy those things. <laughs> so the order was already placed. They were ready to, you know, be, to be shipped. But France, I, I mean, when I was reading the article, it stated that France said that we did not want, we never make payments for these kinds of things until we receive them to make sure that the quality is right. But because of the crisis right now, the U.S. was ready to make payment or it made the payment in cash even with, before the delivery was made. So, I mean, these kind of things are going on where, com where countries are competing against each other. And you know how we, we said even before that this time, it's like a world war, but the enemy is one. But it's a common enemy, that is the virus. Sure. But that common enemy is dividing us so badly that we see some serious problems coming into, the, into, the, into our world in the next few days. Unless we realize that, you know, even if one country, for example, the U.S. is able to fight the virus on its own. If the they virus is, they're not going to be sure. saved. It is right? a collective, collective. Exactly. We live in a global village now. It's a, the world is a global village. We, so e even if they were able to, even if they were able to manage it themselves, 
still they cannot say that the virus has been gotten rid of. So we need to do it collectively. We cannot let our greed or these kind of activities holding come into our, uh, you know, um, w I I we cannot let them hinder um, in the fight against this virus. Uh, uh, without cutting you, in the beginning, I recited a verse, verse 3 of chapter number 5, that the Holy Quran, in, Allah, in the Holy Quran, Allah the Almighty says, help one another in goodness and righteousness and do not help one another in sin and disobedience. It was as a result of this happening that, you know, came to my attention. That's why I quoted that verse. Of course, I did not go into details explaining that verse. But when we look at it, uh, when we study the global economic and other things, polit geopolitical, economics and other things, these countries that, are, I mean, U.S. has taken their consignment from, name it, France, even U.K., Germany, Canada, and U.S., they are almost always on a block. Whenever one is doing something bad, they all support it blindly, so to say. We started with um, the killing of Qasim um, Soleimani, and none of these countries, you know, voiced out against it. Now, whenever it gets to the critical aspect of life, everybody is going to be fighting for their own, and they're not going to look for your interest. So to say that whenever one is doing something wrong, you have to be bold and tell them that what you are, going, what you are doing would in turn have a, I mean, a devastating consequence affecting all of us. And this is, this is what is happening now. The U.S. is fighting for its own interest and other countries are fighting for their own individual interests. However, when it comes to wrongdoing, so to say, they almost like um, have to support them willingly or unwillingly. Correct. I mean, right now is the time that we must help each other. There is a very famous uh, saying or narration of Holy Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. He said that when you cook food, put some ex when like curry, for sure. example, or some soup, put some extra water in there, make it extra liquidy so that at least you can share it with your neighbor. Sure. So in this time, I mean, I know we are running out of time, time. here. Yeah. Uh, in this situation that we are going through currently, if we look out for the people around us, we can fight, we can manage to, you know, uh, survive this this virus. If we make it that, you know, it's me, myself, and, you know, that's it, then we're not going to survive this sure. virus in any way. So uh, I, I urge my listeners, you're Muslim or not, this is what we need to do. We need to fight this together. We need to look out for our brothers and sisters and our neighbors and other people in our communities, and only then we will succeed. Thank you very much, Imam Tariq Azim, for the you know wonderful and most insightful deliberations we've had um, on coronavirus, the threat, and also the lessons that we can learn as as you know a whole. Thank you for being part of today's program. And in the course of the program, if there was something that you felt you should respond to, our contact is always two eight three. Nine five three three again two eight three nine five three three. You can send us a message on WhatsApp, and we will get a response for you. Until we come your way next time, God willing, with another important episode. Our prayer is may the Almighty God bless and protect each and every one of us, and also help humanity in general to have a lasting solution to this crisis plaguing the entire world. From the Ahmedia Muslim community, it is love for all, 
and hatred for none and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh sallallahu alaihi mina sallallahu muhammadin Mm-hmm.